You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. All right, welcome to another edition of the Fraternities Live Community Call, or I'm your host, Ryan, joined by my co-host, Phil, as well as several members from our community, gentlemen, Good morning. I wanted to do a good morning Vietnam there, but <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning this morning. Good morning this morning. Good to see slash hear you guys. Uh, we are in week two of our fervent faith month. Last month we unpacked our position in Christ and really just personal disciplines to lead ourselves in our faith. And this morning we're really just building upon that foundation and looking at leading our wives spiritually. And so this will be a great discussion. I think we'll walk away with just some good practical uh, wisdom. Before we get into our topic for the morning, love to take some time to share wins or conundrums from the week. So I know we got a couple of things to share. What do you guys got? Who wants to step up to the plate? Mm, love it. I guess I'll go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we were all waiting. <laughs> Um, so I know we talked about in recent, uh, podcasts about me, uh, I'm having a conversation with my father. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I did that last week and it went really well. So some of the highlights of the conversation was, um, I, I asked him, you know, like, Hey, growing up, like you would say, you would come to things and you would always be there, but then you never showed up. You never came to a birthday, never, never was around really. And um, I basically said like, Hey, I, I really don't want that to happen to my kids. Like if you say like, Hey, yes, I'm going to come for Thanksgiving or I'm going to come for Christmas. Um, I don't tell them because I don't want them to experience the same trauma that I kind of went through as a kid. So, um, and he said he understood. And he said that, one that's one of his biggest regrets in life was not being there for us. And he said, I really appreciate you calling and thank God that you're calling me and saying these things Uh, because he said that he's been praying like God, like how do I fix this? How do we repair this? And then he said, then you call me and we can talk about this. Unbelievable. Yeah. To him, he said, he said, this is like, cause he felt like God wasn't answering his prayers, that God wasn't listening, but it kind of confirmed that God is listening to him, even though despite all the mistakes and all the stuff that's gone on. Yeah. Um, and so he said, he really appreciates it. He's like, he said, you know, we both made a commitment to talk to each other and build this uh, relationship back again. Um, so every Wednesday, we'll be having a conversation. We'll be talking, me and my dad. Oh, uh, my goodness. Wow. Dude, just praise re- the Lord. Yeah. Uh, rebuilding and restoring the relationship. And 
I don't know. We'll just take it week by week, um, conversation by conversation to see how God's going to just orchestrate this thing. Um, but that's kind of where we're at right now. It's really good. Wow. That's really cool. Great job, Orion. I mean, how good does that have to feel just to have him be praying for that? How long do you think he's been praying for like a conversation like you had? I think for a long he he thinks about it a lot, hmm. but then he gets um he said he just doesn't know what to do and how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then he just becomes paralyzed with um with fear, I think. Mm-hmm. So by me reaching out and making that first step, I think really kind of like help um, the progression or the um, basically the catalyst of, uh, okay, this is how we do this. It's nothing really big in terms of like something that's like huge, but it's like small steps, like one brick at a time. Like a wall isn't built overnight. It's like one brick. You lay it perfectly as, as you can day by day, week by week. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately you will have whatever that bridge, that reconnection point there to be able to say, okay, look what God has done. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Dude. What a great story. Good job. Congratulations. That's yeah, great. Good, great job. I even loved like you touching on just his um, kind of paralysis by analysis or just the yeah. fear of it. And like you are creating a new legacy, like as a husband and father, by being the one to take the initiative, even though it was, you know, you had your own fear or apprehension around it, you took action. And that's always, it's always so surprising. Like when we take action, we realize like the other person wanted to do the same thing, but, right. but we were the ones who took that first step. And just to see what comes from it. And I, yeah, I hadn't even thought about it from the perspective of your kids um, of like wanting to kind of shield them from the same disappointment that you grew up with. Like that's a very, very compelling um, aspect of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad that you kind of highlighted that as well. And, and now hopefully by you and your father repairing and, and reconciling, like he can, you know, be a consistent presence in their life and, not yeah, repeat, repeat yeah. that cycle. Well, I mean, I I love it. Just like God used you to answer His prayers. Mm-hmm. How crazy yeah. is that? Like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and honestly, um, what you're talking about, Ryan, like this, me taking initiative. I don't know if, if I would have done this had it not been for you guys in this group in this community mm. of holding me accountable mm. to, you know, um, because that is uncommon. Mm-hmm. Right. To. To do things that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. To do things that are. That will stretch you and stretch your faith and really just take a step like, OK, God, I feel like I should do this. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm still going to take that step. Yeah, we're thankful that you shared it with us and really invited us in as friends and brothers in Christ to just mm-hmm. hold you accountable and lift you up in prayer. And like, we'll continue to, to be praying for you. And that's, that was going to be my next question is just, it's awesome that you guys are going to be you and your dad talking every Wednesday. Is there any kind of specific thing that you would want us to just be lifting up in prayer moving forward? Um, I would just say just, um, 
That's a good question. Because I really don't have an agenda when we do talk, but just pray that that whatever conversation that we do have, that it's a step in a, in a positive direction, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that's real, I guess, healing and uh, restoration and wholeness will uh, take place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. I think it would be interesting, maybe not at first, but like have one question that you have, or like just take some time reflecting maybe journaling of like all the questions that you would like to ask your dad at some mm-hmm. point. And then maybe like every week, just be like, Hey, I've had a couple questions that, and just take one of them. Right. Like, yeah. And, and then like build off of that. Um, my okay. sister and I took my dad on a, a ski trip. This is like three years ago or four years ago. I don't know before COVID and uh, on the trip up there, the drive, like I, okay, my sister and I made all these questions and asked my dad, it was kind of fun. So um, something that like makes you have a little bit more structure. So it's just yeah. not like, how was your week? You know? Um, okay. Not like it yeah. would be, but it just kind of gives you a little bit more confidence of like, Hey, here's one question. <clears throat> and this conversation could be as long as you want it or as short as you want it, you know, but it, it could be a good structure just to have something of content, just to something that you really wanted to know from your dad, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, and on that note, if you go to the resources page in <laughs> our community, there is a uh, list of generative questions. And I believe it's it's just under the in the radical relationship section. So those questions work just as well for you know parents asking our parents as they do asking our spouses. Obviously, you, yeah, you can tweak them. But yeah, I yeah. encourage you to look through those. OK, thank you, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Thank you, man. Dude, yeah. Thank you for sure. <laughs> so cool. Praise the Lord. Any any other thoughts, reflections about Orion's win or any other wins that you guys have or or conundrums? No, that's awesome, Ryan. I mean, it's it's uh, very encouraging your persistence and you know, just paying off and the answered prayer of your dad. It's just really encouraging to hear that this morning. So Thanks for doing that. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Thank you. Tom, you have anything over there, buddy? Oh, not really. Okay. <laughs> That's quite all right. What about you? What about you, Phil? Gosh, what do I have? I don't know. Do, what, what don't you have right now? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had one and then it just kind of floated away. So I don't, I don't know. Um, no, no I, worries. I would say, that um, I've been talking to an older, like a friend of mine that has been going through a higher stress moment. And it's made me stop and reflect of one, how many things I take for granted. And like, he had like three panic attacks, but like he thought it, like at one time he had to call the ambulance. Like that's how bad it was. And just how you don't know how your body handles stress. And I feel like, you know, this is a higher stress point for me. And so being grateful that, you know, still getting up, still pushing forward, the things you take for granted, because when things go South, like, you know, he was like, I I don't even know why it came. I I was perfect one day and the next day I was, you know, struggling. And so um, that's really made me pause and reflect. Um, And then I think you guys have known, I've been going through the sermon on the Mount with Jesus and, all that it's been really really good and 
Easter, we went to my parents' church at Lakeside in Polk City, and the pastor had such an amazing message. Um, and then we, on Saturday, let the kids watch The Passion of the Christ, which everything, like, that's a tough movie. The, I think the hardest mm-hmm. part was, like, the, you guys remember, like, there was a role, like, Satan. Like, that's mm-hmm. it's kind of bald and kind of scary. And um, that part I kind of forgot about. <laughs> and that was probably the most, like, concerning or like hard for my kids like what is that like oh my goodness he's holding the baby the baby's an adult like (laughs) the things you gotta forget so um but i would say my youngest son is starting to kind of lean in a little bit and having a little bit more questions so i'm praising the lord with that just with his faith um and then one of our brothers gabe uh chamberlain uh he his youngest daughter her daughter uh, committed her life to the Lord. So she had kind of a profession awesome. of faith over Easter. And so um, that's really cool just to yeah. see fruit of things. And, you know, the Sermon on the Mount, you can tell a prophet by the lack of fruit, or you can see a prophet or a false prophet by the lack of fruit or the fruit of their life. And so being able to see like Orion taking hard steps and like, mm-hmm. it's super encouraging Gabe leading his family and his, his daughter coming to the Lord and, what a neat thing. So that's that's my thoughts. <laughs> awesome. Those are awesome wins for sure. Very cool. Well, as mentioned before, this morning we are talking about leading our wives spiritually. And when talking about, you know, a husband leading his wife specifically, it gets into the the topic or the concept of submission. I think it's just important to note that God's word affirms the equality of men and women. So in Galatians. 328 is just one verse, but it says there's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And of course here, Paul isn't like denying the the reality of genders or gender roles, but he's speaking of the unity that we all have in Christ. He's talking about like baptism, being baptized in Christ. So while men and women are equal in Christ, God has still ordained distinct roles for husbands and wives to perform in marriage. And so we just wanted to pack that. But I wanted to kind of offer that caveat because obviously like submission it can be a very controversial topic. But when you understand it within the entire context of God's word, mm-hmm. we see that, that, oh, actually God calls us to like mutual submission to each other and and both of us submitting to Christ ultimately. So. Yeah, I think I think of two words, love and sacrifice. Like that's what I feel like Jesus did the best for us. And when you start talking about submission, uh, I really like to talk about like, but that person should be sacrificing and loving. And it doesn't seem that hard to submit to Jesus when he's like that. Like, you know, like that's for just ourselves to be, and even think like the bride of Christ, thinking about like we should be submissive to Jesus. And mm-hmm. so that word doesn't have to be bad. In fact, it's really a beautiful picture of synergy of, of how this, how God truly intended it. But that leader, that Jesus figure, that you know, head of the household needs to be sacrificial and loving. Yeah. And obviously may, way more characteristics, but it's not that hard to be like, oh, if that's the leader I'm following, I'd, I'd submit to that because I know mm. that they love me. And they they would serve me in ways yeah. that help, you know. Absolutely, for sure. 
Yeah. So first question, kind of right out the gate, what qualities or characteristics do you guys think like a husband should possess in order to effectively lead his wife spiritually? What jumps out just from your own marriage or things that you've seen? First and foremost, you know, loving Jesus with all your heart and committing to him. I think it's a lot easier for a wife to submit under a husband Mm -hmm. when he submits himself to Christ. Nailed it, Tom. Humility. Like, I think that that one word, if I was just going to like encapsulate that, it's humility is a word that I was thinking too. Yeah. Do you care to flesh that out or give like an example? Me? Yeah. Of just humility. What that, what that, what's an example of how that, what that looks like? Yeah. I've, I've had a couple of, I don't know, maybe even in my life too, like where you have kind of this prideful arrogance of like, well, look at me you know like oh gosh it doesn't go well but when or like saying like i'm in my bible daily like what are you doing you know like uh that doesn't seem to have this this humility that is attractive it's a more of a prideful thing and so the humility to be able to say hey like this is what i've been learning in the bible and 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 not necessarily like what are you doing but having humility of like, this is what God's teaching me. You know, <laughs> that's attractive. I believe more to be like, Oh, I want to read. And I want to, I want to know what God's teaching me. Like, um, so to me, there's a humility, a part of this that isn't a prideful, arrogant, heady, like, well, look at all the things I do. I'm praying all the time and I'm doing all this stuff. That's not very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're going to try to lead somebody to want to do something more, that's almost the opposite. And I've seen that happen in, in a couple friends' lives and just their marriage. And um, it's almost detestable to the spouse, the wife, because the husband is hanging this over her head kind of like, oh, that doesn't seem great. But yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah. What other qualities or characteristics or even what what things would should a husband be doing to effectively uh, lead his wife spiritually? Uh, one thing that I would say would be, um, like, I guess this could be a characteristic, like this is to serve, serve your family, serve your wife. Mm. Uh, it reminds me of the verse where it says Christ came to serve, not to be served. Mm-hmm. Um, so he basically, he gave up everything just to be with us, uh, where he put himself second. Um, and the same thing we got to look at in our relationships with our, uh, with our spouses, I put in her knees first or mm-hmm. vice versa, because if I'm putting my knees first, then I'm not humble. Right. I'm not loving. <laughs> I'm not sacri- uh, being sacrificial. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so this having that service heart, like, how can I serve my wife today? So mm-hmm. that's what I was one thing that I would say. Great. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What do you got over there, Chris? I know you got some thoughts, buddy. Yeah, I would. I would agree with Orion wholeheartedly. I mean, that's that's one thing that I have struggled with is not being like the selfless, selfless uh, leader in our family and wanting to be wanting to be served at times. Get into seasons where, like right now, really busy with just working, building the house, and trying to the last push to get moved in and reminding myself of like last night I was actually wanting to go out and work on the house, but I was gone the night before for work and 
I'll be gone tonight with Warren, just getting stuff rounded up for T-ball tomorrow, and just stepping back and and staying staying home, helping my wife with bedtime and and having dinner time. One of the few times we get throughout the day to sit down as a family. So mm-hmm. just putting putting the family's needs before me, like they need to be led before I need to go do something mm-hmm. individually. Like where is my time being spent? and uh and able to have that prayer time at at dinner time so just yeah i would say just always always thinking of others before yourself especially when it comes to your life Mm -hmm. yeah that's good chris it's good good that you're sensitive to that of like well i was gone the previous night and i'm and even anticipating like i'm gonna be gone the next night so how do i be intentional with like tonight because it's not that the things that you're wanting to do are bad things like you obviously like have to finish your house and, and work is important but yeah just being sensitive to the opportunities that god gives us to be intentional with even an hour at, at dinner um, and just being that that leader not only for your wife but for your kids is, is super important mm-hmm. yeah I'll, I'll share just a couple other ones so yeah i think we touched on this but a husband should be concerned about his wife's personal relationship with Christ. So I think that comes about through conversation, asking her questions, having like a devotional time, prioritizing that just like, how are you doing with battling overcoming sin? Like what is stirring your heart for Christ? Even knowing like, what is my wife reading in the Bible? And if she's like, well, I haven't been reading again, like Phil said, it's not like, oh, well, you, well, I'm reading like every morning and you're not reading. It's like <laughs> just having a conversation like, oh, why haven't you been reading? Like what's kind of standing in your way? What um, could I maybe take the kids at a certain time, mm-hmm. you know, during the day or in the evening to let you have that time? And we're not going to know that unless we're asking questions. Right. So. I think another thing is just protecting her from spiritual threats. So first Corinthians 13, eight says love always protects. So just being aware of any spiritual attacks or negative sinful influences in our wives life. I think of like Adam and Eve in the garden and in Genesis three, six, it says that Eve gave the fruit to her husband who was with her. So even just like this picture of like Adam wasn't like far away, mm-hmm. he was there and he didn't like stop it. Um, and I'm sure there's probably some other interpretations of how that all went down, but that's kind of what came to my mind. Um, I think also modeling and confession and repentance. So James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. The prayer of a righteous person has great power. This is probably one of the hardest things that we have to mm-hmm. do in marriage is confessing sin um, or or just yeah admitting when we've messed up and um you know, if, if we're, if we're confessing to our wives, just doing that in humility. And if they're confessing to us, like being gracious and extending like that forgiveness. And then I think that the last thing I was going to say is just considering ourselves fully united or one with our wives, Genesis two twenty four, 24, like Jesus says, or that is why a man leaves his father and mother is united to his wife and they become one flesh. And that kind of really leads into the next, the main passage that I wanted us to kind of look at and unpack for this morning, but any, any uh, reflections or, or thoughts um, of what we've been talking about so far before I read that. 
No, I will say that one of my buddy's best advice were being like, how do you lead your wife spiritually? And everybody was kind of talking and we were talking, talk, kind of in a group like this, all guys. And he's like, you know what the best thing to do? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to know. He's like, just ask your wife, what's a, what's, what's a way that like you would like me to lead spiritually? And I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> just ask, what's the right answer here? Because sometimes it's really daunting, right? And so just asking like, in what ways can I lead our family? Or in what ways spiritually can I lead you? You know, and that was like, oh man, because every wife is different. So um, why not just take the guesswork out of it? Like guys love yeah. that. So <laughs> when I asked my wife, she's like, just pray for, pray with me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like the cheat code right there. She <laughs> might she might affirm you in something you're already doing, or she might, I think she'd be blessed just by the question itself the question. that you actually yes. care. Yeah. And she might share something that was completely off your radar and you're like, yeah. Oh yeah, I can, I can do that. So I, yeah, I love that you shared that. So the passage for today is Ephesians five, um, just loving our wives by leading them spiritually. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll read it, but yeah, just as I read, kind of pay special note to the requirements of the husband. So in verse 21, it starts, it says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. Can I get an amen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I, but I am talking about Christ in the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Mm. Thoughts? What's, what's jumping out to you guys? Yeah, like... God's passion for the church and the body um, to be united as one and that, you know, his, just his heart in that and framing that as our heart towards our wife to be one, to ultimately be one with him someday. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, yeah, if we were, if we are called to love our wives as Christ loved the church, I mean, it's the hardest calling to answer, but it's a, it's a perfect calling to strive for. Mm-hmm. And by the grace of God and communities like this, we can, we can spur each other on to, yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, just thinking of God's heart in that, Christ's heart in that, to how he loved the church and how, how hard that is for us, but how encouraging it is. How, excited it is that that is our our calling yeah that's good chris picture of the gospel um i would say one of the requirements that i picked up on that was submission but not from the wife but it was for the husband 
it was a submission of how I look at it when, as we just came off of Easter, uh, when Jesus was in the uh, Garden of Gethsemane, he says, you mm-hmm. know, um, Father, if it be your will, let this come after me. But he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. Not what I want, but what do you want? And I think we have to have that same approach with our wives. This is really convicting um, because I know I don't live by this on a consistent basis. Um, submitting my wills and I'm going to put my will, my wants, and my needs second, right? And then look to really, how can I really submit to my wife and say, and serve her in that way, right? So that's one thing I picked up. I liked how it said submit to one another. Like that was the first part of the passage. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like that very important part gets omitted from a lot of the conversations around this topic. It's like, oh, submitting to each other out of reverence, out of fear, out of out of a deep love and respect for Christ because of what he's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're all underneath that. Um, but then it kind of goes into roles and responsibilities, right. right? Like that's when, and praise the Lord for that. Like that's how it works. Um, yeah. And he's crafted this beautiful design for marriage. Now you can't just have one without the other. You have to have this whole totality of things that he's talking through. Um, gave himself up for her, right? Like sacrifice, do things, serve her, Um love her like so <laughs> um, i feel like a lot of people and this is probably why this word submit has such a bad rap is like men are like no you will submit to me like oh, okay that's not <laughs> anyway. i was at a wedding last weekend and it was a you know gospel-centered wedding and you know I, it's it's interesting to me that, you know, you hear those commands all the time you hear about, you know, for better, for worse, and the, the submitting and the, of the wife and then the husband submit to, you know, the church of Christ. And so, I don't know, it's just like you hear it over and over and over again, but then when you're married and you go to another wedding and you just keep hearing it over and over again, mm-hmm. those words become more powerful and more impactful. And it's just like, why do I forget that so easily? Like I just, mm-hmm. I, I'm selfish and I just, I go about my own way of life. And then you go to a wedding like that and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta uphold those values, those core values of marriage. And that's kind of what stuck out to me. Like just, just reminding myself. And yeah. And, and on that note, I think that's why I wanted to build off last week, which is our personal relationship with Christ and abiding in him, because we're definitely not going to be able to love and lead our wives like Christ. If we aren't first being filled with his presence and first like abiding in him um, and letting his spirit, you know, reign in us and cultivate the fruits of the spirit and, and, and give us wisdom. We're just going to be trying to do it in our own strength and wisdom. And that's, that's never going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. specifically in regards to our husband's roles as duty in a marriage like what do we see from that passage i think we talked about submitting jesus example servant leader um what other things do you see like oh shoot i probably have to do a little bit better job of that 
um, from that passage. Anybody have anything like that? Or like, let's, we could go a totally different direction of like, what ways do you feel like your wives are doing an amazing job in this passage? <laughs> Maybe that's a, a way. Cause my wife, I'm telling you so sacrificially, like just serves not only myself, but the family and like little things of just like, before you guys got on the call, Ryan and I were talking about just how much logistics that has to go on. That's just of, okay, this kid needs to go here and there and oh no, we need somebody to pick them up here. <laughs> I don't know how anybody would have a a, a job trying to be a, a, to do all the stuff that my wife does. So she does a great job of doing all of those things in such a godly way. Yeah, that's a great question. I think looking at the very end of the passage, it says, it kind of just sums it up. Mm-hmm. Each of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And I can honestly say, like, I feel respected by Victoria. Um, I know she doesn't gossip about me. I know she doesn't, you know, say disparaging things about me to her friends when I'm not there or or at any time. And just the way that she affirms me um, as mm-hmm. a leader, but then will also like rebuke me and speak hard truth and just point out ways where I'm faltering in that. Like I could either take that and get defensive. And I'm sure there are times where I have done that mm-hmm. and made excuses or I can be humble and, and receive it and, and realize like, Oh, her sharing this is actually out of love and out of respect. Cause she, mm-hmm. she wants me to thrive in this role to lead her and to lead our family. And so yeah, that's a true blessing for sure. That's cool. Man, that have you ever seen that like love and respect, that that book that is out there? And it's like oh. husbands need to love their wives, women need to respect. And when it doesn't happen, there's like this crazy cycle that just keeps going down and down and down. Mm. But that respect is a, such a big thing for men. And I, I agree with you, Ryan. Um when like when Aaron, I, she, I feel like she respects me in all aspects. So, and how much confidence I get in that. And I've said this millions of times. So I'm going to say it again. Like when my wife is with me, it doesn't matter if the world's against me, like I'll tackle the world. Like, let's go get them. But when my wife's not with me, even if the world's with me, my whole world's upside down. So that's kind of like this, man, if my wife's with me, respects me, it's, it seems like things are easier to tackle. Should we discuss what are some of the bigger challenges that we face when it comes to leading our wives? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, just as as a question, like, what do you guys experience? What are some of those challenges for you when it comes to this area? I don't feel like I do a very good job. <laughs> mm. I mean, I try, but it's just like, I don't feel like I... Like, I, I mean, I'm trying, but then I don't know. I just don't know if I am doing a good job. It's mm-hmm. the unknown, I guess. What do you do? What does what your approach look like, Tom? What are the things that you are trying to do? Well, um, one of them is the love languages, you know, words of affirmation. I've been trying, but I realized that I don't do it enough. Um I think one of them is active service, and so I need to I need to consistently go back to it and and go through those through that 
um, I don't know, that email that I got that tells me, you know, everything. Could I, I do believe that that's one way to, to love her, to mm. serve her in those ways. Let me ask this question even, like, show of hand, give her a regular devotional time with our wives where we are like, we know we're going to pray together. Maybe we are reading something together. We're just like, you know, having, having a touch point where we have a conversation and, th- and we're not talking about the kids talking about like our relationship with Christ. Do you guys currently have that? Good question. Yeah, we do. Every Saturday morning. It, nice. Awesome. And because of travel, lately, we haven't been consistent, but that's something that we need to get back onto though. But we have every Saturday morning. After the donut walk, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. After I take the kids on, well, usually that's before. And then I take the kids. Usually the kids are sleeping by the t- we're doing our devotion. So, <laughs> okay. And that's awesome. And how have you seen, Orion, how have you seen God use that time, whether it's 30 minutes, an hour? How's God used that time just to like fortify your guys' marriage? Mm. Um, it just helped us to like just reconnect. And I don't know, just like reading the Bible and praying with your spouse is really. Uh, something that honestly in our beginning parts of our marriage, uh, we didn't do very often. Uh, but lately, like we really started to be committed to it. And it's been really helpful to us and just like our relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has been a whole lot better. Like our communication gets better. Um, not saying that we're perfect, but it, um, it definitely helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from uh, our last uh, Elevate Uncommon experience, Ryan, one of the key takeaways that I had was like, I want to I pray with my wife once a week. And so every Sunday, just sitting down, hey, what are we going to pray about? What, what's the things that kind of are, are stressing us out, giving us anxiety, or we need to pray about? And um, so that's been like eight weeks now or six or eight weeks, I don't know. But, and, you know, there's sometimes, like you said, Ryan, like, oh, shoot, like, we were out of town and we didn't make it a priority or something like, but uh, I have now a list which on my phone and I just write it down. So it's been kind of fun to go back of like, what have we been praying for? Uh, and I think God's blessed our marriage in a big way, just because of that time, intentional time, 10 minutes together, just talking through and then just praying together. It's been a blessing for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Like, I think we can approach leading our wives spiritually, it can be intimidating and we kind of build it up to be this big thing. And it's like, I've got to have like this perfect Bible study planned and I've got to know how to like rightly interpret and divide the word and like teach her. And then I've got to like pray this very profound thought prayer. Yeah. And it's like, I think we just, feel like unequipped or unqualified at times and that imposter syndrome sets in. It's like, all we have to do is all our wives need, at least this has been my experience is like, Hey, let's have this 30 minutes on Thursday evening after we put the boys down. And if we watch a, a video, great. If we just pray together, that's great. And if we're just like checking in and it's going to ebb and flow, maybe at times like you do incorporate a Bible study and there'll be seasons of life where you have more time. Mm-hmm. But there's also seasons of life where it's a lot more busy. So I think even just like cutting ourselves some slack. I think if our wives just see that we're making consistent effort, 
you know, like you said, Tom, of like not knowing if you're doing enough. Again, we can ask our wives, like Phil said, like, how am I doing leading you in this area? But just not building it up so much in our minds that it's got to be this huge elaborate thing, just that we're being faithful to take the time. So I'd say like we have what, two minutes left? So yeah. let's just end uh, the same way I think you guys ended last week. I had to take off early, but by asking some rhetorical questions for us to ponder. Yeah. Uh, and after we ponder these, you guys can share. Don't feel like you have to, but... Uh, I can post them in the community. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here are the questions, I think, especially for the people who are listening to these podcasts and get kind of encouragement from this. When's the last time you prayed with your wife? What did you pray about? When's the last time you read God's word or did devotional with your wife? Uh, do you know what your wife's current struggle with when it comes to her walk with Christ? Do you know what is stirring your wife's affections towards for Jesus? And then what is the stake in your marriage if you if you don't know the answer to these questions? Like, what is it at stake? Yeah, Here's something I'd say, because I read this really good book about this. It was uh, Tim Keller's book about marriage. And he said, if there was an antidote to make sure that you guys had a good marriage and all you had to do is just take it. Like it wouldn't matter what it was. We would just do it. Mm. And I think this was this wife's kind of cry out to her husband at one point was like, let's make prayer be that for our family, you know, or for our marriage. Like if this is the antidote to make sure and protect our marriage, we need to do this more often kind of thing. Like, and so I do think this is a a big staple, especially for believers, that we need to make a stand and be a leader in this area. And this is something I've fallen. I feel like I still have so much more to do, Um, but it's just these small steps and incrementally over time, like you said at first, Orion, just build the brick, build the brick. You know, it's not going to be a bad um, wall at the end of this that you're going to look back and be like, there was something that we've done together. So it's really good. Yep. Very cool. The only announcement we have is that our breakfast is this Saturday in mm-hmm. Ankeny at seven. Where did we decide to do that again? Where did we decide to do that? Oh, hy V. Yeah, we're going to eat with Grumpy, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Southside. Southside hy V. <laughs> seems like the oldest thing we could do is like just go to hy V together. This seems right. It's either that or Main Street. We always go to Main Street. So I was like, let's try to someplace else. Mix it up. <laughs> So yeah, if you guys can make it to that, that'll be great. Just be awesome to be together in person and we'll kind of talk through some some aspects of the community moving forward. Always love getting your guys' input and ideas. So other than that, thanks for being on the call. It's been, yeah, it was a great discussion and let's make sure that we take action and just, uh, yeah, trust the Lord to to give us wisdom and direction in that. Yeah, have a great week, guys. Yeah, thanks guys. Yeah, yep. bye. Good job, Ryan. Praying for you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.